Hey, everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests. And as always, we have a great show for you today because we have great guests. And today we have Weston Vernon on. We just got a little chance to talk with him a little bit and see where he's from and stuff. So it's really cool. I think you're going to like him. So, Weston, are you here? I'm here. Good. To, thanks for having me. We appreciate you coming on. Um, we really yes. enjoyed um, having people like you on to kind of share parts of your story and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know what, I don't know how uh, exciting my story is, but uh, I- I'm always glad to share. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, yeah, cause, you know, some people think that their story don't matter, but in reality, every story matters. Yes. Absolutely. Every, everybody has a story to tell. Yep, and, you know, and the great thing is, in this day and time, there's ways to tell it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, the, in, in 2020, it's so cool, the, the different forms of communication and the way we've been able to to connect, honestly, uh, mm-hmm. across the world instantly. Yeah, because, you know, not long ago, we couldn't do what we're doing here, a live, not, not just a podcast, but a live podcast, you know, where you're not even where we are. That's uh, that's so cool, and I I am absolutely right now, especially since the virus has hit, uh, I'm addicted to podcasts. So I've always <laughs> got my heads on, and I'm listening to uh, different interviews across the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be sure to listen to our yesterday one because we had a girl on that um, three years ago. She went through a shark attack that that took part of her arm. She has a really cool story that where you know where when she tell, talks about the story, you know there's if whether you believe in God or not, it will make you question that if you don't believe in God, it'll make you question. Okay, I think God may be real. <laughs> That's that powerful oh, yeah, story. Definitely. <laughs> wow. How old? How old was she? Um. I think in her I guess 30s, in, if I'm in not mistaken. In 20s when it happened, maybe 20, late 20s. 20s or, yes. Yeah, because it, wow. yeah, it might have been late 20s when it happened. So so she's either in upper 20s or early 30s, one or the other. Yeah. But, but she, she lives in Charlotte. Thing. Yeah, she mm-hmm. lives in Charlotte, and they, and they got three kids. And she was already in the ministry and all that before um, this happened. But then when this happened, you know, she had to depend totally on God in that water because – so mm-hmm. many incidents that she talked about was like, you know, wow, you know, she should have bled out. She didn't. Back didn't even need a blood transfer. Just little things like that that the doctors were stunned that didn't happen that should have happened. Wow. That's amazing. And that that's definitely uh, the good Lord uh, working through yeah. the, the hands of the doctors and the people that were surrounding her. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So as we get started here. Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and a brief overview of you. Yeah, sure. I'm uh, from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Uh, I'm located about 45 minutes north, 50 minutes north of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, We live here on our family farm. Uh, My wife and I, Mm -hmm. uh, we're actually getting ready to celebrate our 20th anniversary being married. So uh, oh, wow. we're excited about that. Congratulations. Uh, thank oh, yes. you. Congratulations. We, we have uh, we're about to three be children. Oh, okay. Well, congratulations to you. 
we have three three we have three children um mm-hmm. and they range in age from 13 14 and 17 so they're moving on up oh, wow. the world <laughs> 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 um, but i um have been in music uh all my life uh have in some way shape or form Mm-hmm. made sure that I stay close to music and uh, performing and writing, whatever it may be. But um, over the last few years, I've really kind of uh, pushed a little bit deeper and connected with a lot mm-hmm. of folks in Nashville and spent yeah. a lot of time uh, writing in Nashville. Right now, obviously, everything we do is is by computer, by Zoom. <laughs> Thank God for that, right? That's right. That's right. It's a little different. It takes some getting used to, but uh, anyway, it's it's still, you know, it's a blessing that, that we can still connect and write write music and yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Since the because if this would have happened ten life, years ago, it'd have been a struggle. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, we've not been able to to play out, which has been difficult. I really miss that. I miss. Mm-hmm sitting you know on a stage or playing a live show uh in front of people to me there's nothing nothing that compares to to live music mm-hmm. most definitely hope uh hope yeah, that, that, like a, that comes back around soon and and i and i think it will but i just hope that too many venues don't fall apart before that happens yeah i was just reading an article uh basically kind of talking about, you know, the, the smaller venues and, you know, essentially everything that's going on is taking a hit uh, on their business. And if things mm-hmm. don't kind of get moving sooner than later, these, these places may have to shut down. And uh, that's the last thing we want to see in the, uh, yep. in the business of music yep. for sure. Because okay. I'm hearing like ninety, because I'm, I'm hearing a number being thrown out that like ninety percent of them are in trouble. That's that's what I that's what I read this morning. That's a, that's exactly right, and that's so sad, so sad. Yeah, because if they, even though it's their livelihood, it's bad on them. But if they go under, it's, it hurts y'all too because that don't you know that's y'all places to go make money, and then if ninety percent of those are gone, then it hurts the independent artists too. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, without these uh, these venues in the smaller communities in and around our region, um, we don't really have a place to play uh, or avenues to share our music. And so, you know, my my hope and my prayer is for for things to rebound. You know, all the way around, yeah. so that folks can oh, kind of get mm-hmm. back to doing uh, what they do. Yep, exactly. So as we really dig in here, before we really get heavy in here, which I guess we kind of already got a little heavy anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> what are some hobbies you'd like to do outside of music? Oh, hobbies that I like to, you know, I like to fish. Um, my youngest son, Trapper, uh, is mm-hmm. thirteen. <laughs> And we live on a piece of property that I I purchased years ago because it had a two-acre lake. And Mm -hmm. so uh, I made 
the promise to to myself that if I ever had children, I'd make sure that they had the opportunity to grow up around some water. And so he fishes every day, and uh, I fish not every day, but I do enjoy fishing for sure. That's kind of a a passion uh, that uh, that yeah. I have. And yeah. Any any chance I get, I'll go fishing. <laughs> Cool. So what would you say is something unusual about you that people wouldn't know? Oh, wow. Man, that's a great question. Unusual. <laughs> um, well, um, you know, I don't know if it's unusual or not, but um, mm-hmm. I do I do have a, um, a job that I, I keep that I, I want to keep that I'm not going to ever quit, mm-hmm. and that's uh, uh, I'm a special ed – uh, education teacher. So I work oh, with wow. children with special needs. Uh, maybe that's something a lot of people. Um, it, take, it takes a passion to, to do show. that. You know what? It is. It's a blessing. I absolutely love what I do. And I get to work with children daily who keep me young for sure. They don't make me old. They keep <laughs> me young. <laughs> that's what I like to say. But uh, maybe maybe something there a little different that folks maybe didn't know about me. But uh, uh, it's it's definitely a blessing. That is really cool. So, at what age did you know music? You wanted to do it. Wow, um, you know, probably the age of uh, six, sixteen, I guess it was. Mm-hmm. Here in the state of Kentucky, oh, wow. um, they had what was called the Jimmy Dean True Value Country Showdown, and this <laughs> was not just. It, this was not just in the state of Kentucky. This was kind of a southeastern regional tradition. And every year they would mm-hmm. host these uh, talent competitions in different parts of each state. And then you had to, if you won your area, you'd have to come together at the state level. And if you won that, mm-hmm. you went to the national level. And so uh, I entered that on a whim, actually won the eastern Kentucky side of uh, the state of Kentucky uh, mm-hmm. and went on to compete wow. and opened up for, for John Conley um, at the yeah. executive inn in Owensboro, Kentucky. And that's, that was kind of the start of things for me. Oh, wow. You know, you're talking about Kentucky. My, my first um, experience with Kentucky, my wife and I, we, um, we met online. So, so she was in Kentucky. I was in Georgia. Mm-hmm. So there was no way for us to meet other than that. I remember my first experience going up there. First off, she met me in Pikeville, which was like before the show, me and you talked about that. But we met there in Pikeville. I drove behind her to go to her and her parents' house. And she's driving through all these roads and up in the mountains, and I'm sitting there thinking, where is she taking me? You know, it's like <laughs> way up in the boonies and, yeah. and, and all that. And and then you get on this road that's one lane, and what, somebody has to pull in a driveway if two cars are coming. So I'm like, really? And then on top of that, I happen to pick the weekend that they have hillbilly days. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was my <laughs> very first experience of the area. An experience <laughs> yeah. you've never forgotten. <laughs> nope, I'll never forget that. That's that funny. I actually, I think I actually competed when I was talking about this show. I competed mm-hmm. in uh, Breathitt County, which is Jackson, Kentucky. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you all familiar with that area? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
anyway, that's probably a little further east, isn't it? Or I'm sorry, a little further mm-hmm. west. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. little further west, away from, yeah, that's, from Pike County area. Yeah, for sure. Well, Thor, yeah, Hillbilly Days, that's, that's a big deal. It is. A ton <laughs> yeah. of people come to the area for that every year. And my I, mom I wonder, came with me on that trip because um, her, her her parents and all that lived in Ohio, so we figured we'd make a whole family thing where we go to see Sandy, then we take Sandy, we go up meet my grandma and all that up in Ohio. So she was with me, and so we were in this hotel, and again, you know, hotel, and, and we happened to be at the hotel that all the hillbillies were. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. <laughs> right in that's the middle great. of Pikeville. <laughs> what what uh, what time of the year do they do that? It's in April. April every April. year. Okay. Mm-hmm. I assume they had to cancel that this year, didn't they? That they did. Yeah, my mom said that got canceled, of course, this year, but but yeah. it's always well, usually held in April. Okay. Well, good deal. <laughs> So what drives you? Um, you know what? There's a lot of things that I look at are very important in, in making sure that I stay focused on things that uh, that motivate me. I guess first and foremost, yeah. my faith. Um, yeah. My faith. Every mm-hmm. day I wake up and, and it's my goal essentially to um, – when I connect with people, whether it be one person or 50 people, uh, it's my mm-hmm. goal to make sure that when I left them, they understand uh, how much of a loving person I was. And so, you oh, know, right. every day I wake up uh, and and know that my faith kind of leads me. That's, that's my driving motivation daily is to that do is the very awesome. best I can to love people. Um, and, you know, we're seeing in a world right now uh, in different parts of the country where folks are really struggling with that. And so it's mm-hmm. my hope and prayer that we can kind of get back to that uh, for sure. Because, uh, man, this life is way too difficult if you don't have a connection with people in a good way. Yep. Yeah. yeah we definitely know that. You know, you know, when you look at the world, I always – taught on Facebook and stuff that, you know, the enemy knows that everything involves connection, but you're, the connection with God, the connection with your spouse, the connection with community. And if you can distract people from that connection, you can destroy the world. Absolutely. And uh, unfortunately right now, it's, you know, um, in, in, in certain times and certain places, you know, the evil one is winning and, and, Obviously, we as people have got to do a better job of trying to uh, counteract the evil one. Yep, exactly. Just got to love more, right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> That's right, for sure. <laughs> so as you look back on your career so far, what are some moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that? Oh, man. You know, honestly, there's been a, there's been a few things that have happened, uh, you know, Obviously, starting out, getting to open up for John Conley, one of the Grand Ole Opry greats, mm-hmm. uh, was was something I'll always cherish. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've played played shows with uh, folks like uh, Mo Pitney, who who's yeah. you know really 
a super guy. Uh, kind of gotten to know him over the last year uh, since we played our show together. Um, you know, I've also gotten to, to play some of my stuff for some of the great songwriters in Nashville at private shows, which absolutely for me as a songwriter, is like one of the biggest honors. Um, I don't know (laughs) if you know, uh, um, uh, Frank Porter was one of the writers on Keith Whitley's Mm -hmm. album that, uh, where he's saying, uh, Miami, uh, Miami, Miami, I'm sorry, Miami, Miami. Can't say it right. Um, I don't know if you remember that song or not, but uh, I got to I know the song. Mm -hmm. Yes. He wrote that song, and um, I got to to perform a couple of songs for him, and what an honor that was. Um, That that was kind of a wow moment for me. Um, (laughs) And then I've I've got to to sit down and write with a couple of great songwriters in Nashville over the last uh, Mm – a uh, couple years, which has been an honor as well. That is really cool. Now, one thing I like to do is when we talk about a few high moments, I like to go the other way too, because as you know, nobody talks about the sacrifices, the struggle. Because, you know, people see the glory of a Blake Shelton, the glory of a Miranda, but they don't see the grind that it took to get there. And me and you both know that it's really rough to get there, no matter what level you're at. And I like to go the other way, and I'll tell a little story that helped lead us where I want this to go. Um, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steele Girls back in 2014. And one of the questions I asked her was, what advice would you give an up-and-coming artist? Um, and she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, because at that time her and her daughter were full-time. But she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that. And keep music as a hobby. She goes, because once you make it a career, it's a game changer. She goes, you have to eat different. You have to sleep different. You have to think different. If you have a bad day, it doesn't matter. you got to get up and get on that stage like you had the best day. She goes, the family has to sacrifice. There's so many, you know, you have to miss birthdays. You have to miss so many things if you're chasing this crazy dream. She says, but if your heart won't allow you to do anything outside of that, then go all in because the only way that those type of sacrifices will ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's go there a little bit about that side of it. I think she speaks the truth for sure. It's, um, you know, I, I've got friends who do this like full time. It's their life. Mm -hmm. And, and it totally is a game changer in the way that they have to look at life and the way that they have Mm -hmm. to support not only themselves, but they have to support the people that are on their team, whether it be band members, whether it be the managerial staff, there's a, there's a whole lot of people that are depending on this one person. And so, you know, it's so important that you, if you're, if you're all in, if you're committed to it, you need to, you need to understand that there's, there's more to it than just you uh, and, and what you want to accomplish. There's so many people that surround you, uh, that are that are leaning on you as well. But I, I love what she said. Mm-hmm. I think that's so so true. So, what are some of what would you say with some of the sacrifices so far that you've had to make that the average person just really wouldn't understand? But you've made them because it's your career because you're trying to make this a career. Right. Yeah. 
I would have to go back to probably, especially early on, uh, those moments mm-hmm. where I was away from my my family. Uh, mm-hmm. There have been times where, you know, I had to to leave Bowling Green and go to Nashville or go uh, somewhere regionally. Maybe it's to do mm-hmm. a show, or maybe it's to to have meetings with folks that uh, that you have meetings with in the music business, and you, and you're gone uh, in those moments that you don't want to be gone. I think those are those are yeah. probably the, the the toughest the toughest moments for anybody, whether it be in the music business or any professional. When you're away from your family, it's so hard. Yeah, so hard. Um, and those type of sacrifices make it where you have to be all in because then it's like the whole thing becomes in vain. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's a, it is a, it is an all or nothing kind of thing. And the, <laughs> the great thing about this for, for me personally is mm-hmm. I've had a, I've had a great support system. My wife absolutely uh, 100% has, has been in my corner and has mm-hmm. has been a huge help in pushing me to do the things that you know I feel like God's kind of leading me towards, which is to yeah. to share maybe my story through songs, um, to share mm-hmm. the talents that God's given me. She's she's really done a great job of kind of even in those weak moments for me. She said, you know, honey, you go, we're going to be fine, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. We support you and that's so important yeah most definitely mm-hmm. Great that you have that and um perfect time we're going to take a quick commercial break and then we're going to play your song too much thinking and then we're going to talk about that how's that sound sounds good all right Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. I don't like the feeling of being alone. The days are so Motivated to do anything 
in yeah. the country oh, music yes. world. Yes, big <laughs> um, fans of his. So, yes. <laughs> okay. So, so those guys have been playing with Josh for 15 years, uh, and they're buddies of mine. And they came in, and and in one day we were able to to cut that song in Franklin, Tennessee, at Dark Horse uh, <laughs> Studio, and uh, we had a lot of fun doing it. And of course, those guys are top notch players, so I'm very very blessed to uh, to to have good guys like that to to make good music with. Yeah, that's really awesome. Now, as you said earlier, you said one of your biggest supporters is your wife. Tell us a story where she went above and beyond where you're like, wow, she believes in what I'm doing. Oh, wow. I'm so glad you asked that. Um, You know, I I sold everything and got out of music for, I don't know, probably – 10 to 15 years of my life, right? Kind of mm-hmm. right after mm-hmm. that mid twenties, uh, when life gets busy, y'all know, y'all, you, mm-hmm. you understand what I'm talking about. Um, oh, we yeah. do. Yes. <laughs> she, uh, I sold everything. Well, she is an excellent, um, she, she makes things and she, she keeps me constantly battling my way. I eat everything that's in the kitchen that she makes. Um, but she uh, she actually made um, probably six months time. She made about I don't know a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars in sales from from baking things. She took that money mm-hmm. and she went to the store and she went and purchased uh, a Martin guitar and presented it to me as a present and said, basically, oh, wow. you know, get going. I believe wow. in you. You need to be doing this thing. <laughs> and to me, it was, it was, I was just floored by it. Wow. I, I love totally it. Floored by it. Love that um, story. It's a moment yes. I'll never forget. I still, I'm looking at that guitar right now as we speak. Uh, <laughs> that guitar will, will, I will always be in our family, and it always has a a story that that speaks volumes to the power of when people believe in you, uh, all things are possible for sure. And and when you believe in what you're doing, things are possible. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. And um, you know, family is so important, and because of that, we always let our eight year old get on and ask one question. He's gonna, oh, okay. Sandy's going to get him on. And and when Caitlin gets old enough, she's only 15 months old. When she gets old enough, we'll be plugging her in too. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Y'all are in a fun time for sure. Oh, yes. Yep. Here's Christopher with his question. Hi, Christopher. Hi, what's your favorite food? Oh, man. What's my favorite food? Um, that would probably be ice cream. I cannot. Mm. I've gone to Baskin Robbins in the last week with my kids at least I think three times, and that's not good. But I love ice cream. <laughs> What's yours, though, Chris? Pizza. Pizza. <laughs> that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Thanks for the question. Bye, bye, Chris. He, he comes. He comes and goes quick. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. But we're training them. We're training them here. <laughs> That's right. Going to be a future, uh, maybe broadcaster or podcaster, whatever you want to call it. 
Yeah, know, he's always saying he wants his own show someday, so we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> Co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would you want to write about? Oh, well, I think, you know, he doesn't do much writing anymore, but um, listen, if I could sit in a room with George Strait oh, wow. um, and write write a song, um, I'd do it. I do it in a heartbeat, uh, just mm-hmm. just because it's George mm-hmm. Strait. I mean, uh, <laughs> to me, he's the he's the greatest <laughs> of all time when it comes to country music. If you was in a room with him, what would be a question? What would be one of your first questions you'd ask him? Oh gosh, what would be a question I'd ask him? I don't know that because he's the kind of guy that when you when you're around him, you revere him so much. I'd almost be afraid mm-hmm. to ask him. I don't know. I think I would probably stumble <laughs> uh, with my words on even what to say to the guy, uh, just being in his presence. But I don't know. I'd probably ask him something, you know, um, you know, maybe the secret to his success and longevity and how yeah. he's been able to, mm-hmm. to ma- maintain such a long career because this music business for most, oh. Is just honestly, you have your day uh, in the sun for maybe a couple of years, mm-hmm. and then you're out. You know, you're forgotten about. Uh, yeah. But with with George Strait, he's been able to kind of maintain that icon status for such a long period of time, and it's not ever going to go away. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Him, him and Garth Strait have done a great job at that. Oh, absolutely. And of course, they've got a great team of people too that uh have have helped honestly put their career at the place that it's at now yeah so speaking of songwriting is what is a song out there that you've heard recently that you're like i wish i wrote that (laughs) well you know what um it's a great question too because when varble is a guy that uh who I have a great respect for. He's written a lot of songs in Nashville, a lot of hits. He's an old cowboy. Uh, he lives down in Columbia, Tennessee, uh, and mm-hmm. he just he just wrote one uh, for Trace Atkins. That mm-hmm. Trace Trace Atkins just just released, I think, last Friday, and it's about fishing. Wow. Essentially, <laughs> the storyline is story is the guy. Is, is battling his demons of he he uh, should I go to church or should I be on the lake fishing <laughs> and and the chorus part is so funny because he basically says you know um, I'd rather be on the lake fishing with my mind on God than basically being at church thinking about fishing uh, which is kind of funny because that's exactly. when to the T so uh, I, I wish <laughs> honestly I told Win that uh, message team through Instagram and just said, I wish I'd come up with that idea because what a great idea. (laughs) Yes, it was. (laughs) So staying on the songwriting right now, what is a song of yours that means the most to you and why? Um, I've got a few of those. Uh, I just wrote one uh, last week called Grandson uh, that Hmm. people can check out on my uh, Facebook page. I even recorded it uh, 
like immediately after I wrote it because I felt like it was a good song to share. Just kind of a, a yeah. song that honors my mm-hmm. my children's um, uh, grandfather that passed away. Wow. My wife's my wife's uh, uh, stepdad, and mm-hmm. just the storyline of how much we revere and and look up to our our granddads and how much we love our granddads and and how much we miss them when they're when when they do leave us eventually you know that happens to all of us and so that one means a lot to me and then i i wrote one a couple uh would have been last year around this time called day by day that we mm-hmm. released <laughs> and it it's a song that basically talks about my experience um through probably one of the more difficult moments of our life with our oldest son who kind of woke mm-hmm. up one night and was essentially paralyzed on one side of his uh, body. We didn't know why. And we had to <laughs> rush him to the hospital and they later life flighted him to Vanderbilt hospital where they treated him over the next few days. Uh, and the blessing through all of this is that he made a full recovery um, wow. With with no uh, ailments, nothing uh, that you know uh, physically changed for him or mentally. Uh, he's he's healthy mm. as can be now. Hmm. But wow. I, I wrote I, I wrote essentially a, a story to this this song that basically says that uh, you know we wouldn't have been able to get through that without the support of so many people around us praying for us and mm-hmm. and ultimately our faith is what got us yeah. uh, through all of, uh, of that difficult moment. But that's a song I would encourage people to listen to because it's a song of encouragement for all of us. We can't do this alone, this life alone. We've got to have mm-hmm. people around us. Um, and it's a song I'm, I'm definitely proud of. That is really awesome. I'm about to ask a question a certain way, and I have a purpose for the way I ask this, and I will say the purpose after I ask it. But if what you're about to say would 100% come true, where do you want to be in five years? The reason I'm asking it kind of in that way is this past February made the five-year anniversary. We asked that same question to Kelsey Ballerini. Her answer is what she's living right now. I mean almost to the T. Exactly what she knew where she was going. She knew exactly where she was going, and she knew what she wanted to do. So if all bets are off and it would come true, where do you want to be in five years? Um, you know, I, honestly, I want I want to be writing um, in Nashville for for as many artists as I can, um, mm-hmm. along with songwriters that that I I've been writing with and songwriters that will come, you know, hope my way uh, in the future mm-hmm. that I you know I've yet to meet or have have sat in a room with, and and honestly. I also want to be performing um, wherever that may be. If that's in front of 20 people or if it's in front of 5,000 people, I want to be on a stage somewhere sharing my story and and the talents I feel like God blessed me with, with the people that I get to play for. That is love that answer. Um, Yes. I've got two more questions for you and then we'll let you get back to your family. Um, Let's say you had a friend of yours. And you heard them, him or her sing. And let's say they have something, you can tell there's something special. Now, this would be pre COVID advice, of course. Let's say they, you can tell they've got something special. Um, 
they've played maybe 20 shows, so they're still getting their feet wet with playing shows. But they've gotten on that stage, and they've looked over the crowd, and they knew that this is where they're supposed to be. They come to you and say, Weston, I know this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. What advice would you give them, that specific person, to help guide them the next two, three, four years? You know, honestly, I would say this because I learned this at a young age um, in Nashville is, first of all, stay stay committed to the course that you've set before you, whatever that may be. Make sure that you you understand uh, what's important for you. For a lot of folks, when they get into this business, I think they're searching for the wrong things. They're searching for yeah. – Maybe maybe it's a record deal, uh, maybe mm-hmm. it's a publishing deal, but they're searching for those those things that sometimes, especially in this day and time, are almost unrealistic. And mm-hmm. the wonderful thing about music nowadays is you don't have to have a record label and you don't have to have a publishing to, deal to make it a career to share to share your music and make it a career. So I would say yep. focus. Focus on the things that you can control, which is obviously playing as much as you can, whenever you can, you know, like I said earlier, whether that's in front of five people or 500 people, just go play music and and share your gift. And I promise if it's good enough, people will, will listen. Um, they'll yeah. listen and you'll know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, to me, that's the most important thing. Go, go share your music. Don't get caught up in all of the hoopla of chasing something that <laughs> is almost really unrealistic. Because let's face it, we're, yeah. Na- Nashville is even kind of changing. You're not seeing very many deals come about yeah. in the record industry because uh, it's they're not making a whole lot of money. Uh, because uh, record labels and, and these artists. Uh, it's it's yep. just it's just a tough business to be in. So just go play your music, enjoy what you do, and people will pay attention to that. Love that. As we finish here, what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do? What's a question that you guys would ask? Uh, that never well, hosts in ge- you know, host in general that you kind of wish would ask. You know, as many however many interviews you've done, you know, like, you know, cause everybody has like some of the same questions and all that. What are, what's the question you wish people would ask? Well, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I kind of like what you asked er, uh, earlier when it comes mm-hmm. to uh, the folks behind the scenes, you know, most of the time well, when we I'm love to hear to that folks. Yeah. Most of the yeah. time when I'm talking to folks, it's usually about me and I want, I want folks to know about all the people that are behind the scenes who, who've really kind of gotten to me, gotten me to where I'm at uh, today. It's, it's those folks that I lean on and those folks that deserve yeah. probably more credit than anybody, you know? So to me, that's a great question definitely. to ask. Well, we, we definitely appreciate that. Now, if you want to tell people how they can reach you, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the, the biggest things that folks can do for artists like myself is to follow us on the social media sites. Facebook, I'm, I'm, it's Weston Vernon Music. Um, mm-hmm. Instagram, 
follow me on Instagram at Weston Vernon Music as well. Um, you can find all of my music pretty much on every streaming site that there is under Weston Vernon. And, you know, on Spotify especially, it helps so much if they can if they can uh, click the, the follow button there uh, under my name. Uh, that that obviously helps with the music. So uh, any anything that they can do to to stream and share the music uh, that I put out there, you know, I'm so appreciative and 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 so appreciative of folks like you guys who take the time to to talk to to folks like us who are working yeah. hard to to try to share our music with everyone. Well, we appreciate it. We really enjoyed having we you sure on. Did. Yeah. yeah, well, thank you guys, Chris and Sandy, so much, and I love what you do, and, and you guys keep uh, doing what you're doing. I think it's a great thing. Well, thank you. We appreciate that, and we look forward to having you back down the road. Absolutely. Uh, anytime. I'm always available. All right. We'll talk to you soon. You're All right. Yes. Thank you all. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.